three weeks in the books for the high school football season, <laughs> Rex, and all kinds of chaos last week. And guess what, people? It's only going to get better from here. We are now heading towards our midseason form. Hopefully, we're just as good now as we were back then. But, Jack, let's get this party started. Exactly. Week four of the Prep Zone Preview presented by On Your Sidelines and Ken Nugent is next. When the final buzzer sounds, the game is over, but their story isn't. Time to hang out on the sidelines and learn the real stories of these sports icons. Welcome to the On Your Sidelines podcast with the News 3 sports team. What's up and what's good, everybody? Welcome to the Prep Zone preview presented by Ken Nugent on On Your Sidelines. I'm Jack Patterson. That's Rex Castillo. And man, oh man, week three delivered above and beyond in the Prep Zone, Rex. Absolutely. And I think uh, we have to we have to get it right off the jump, Jack. Shout out to Smith Station on an incredible, incredible performance. First time beating Prattville and also a top 10 win for a team that a lot of people may have thought been on the back burner. And Shout out to Kevin Robel, our chief photographer, Absolutely. who hustles harder than anybody we know. What he did was actually get out there and get some post-game reaction from Mike Glisson and uh, the post-game huddle just to see that man literally in tears. Chills. After that. It gives, Chills. It gives, we both were just in the office just like, this is amazing. This is a moment this community, community can hold on to, that these kids can hold on to, and who knows where they go on from here, but... You know, uh, you'll hear more from, about the Smith Station Panthers later this week. A little bit of a tease there. Yep. But Coach Glisson has been through the grinder because you're location-wise in a place where kids can go to Central, they can go to Auburn, they can go to Glenwood. A lot of talent doesn't necessarily stay at Smith Station High School. That doesn't always matter, though. Sometimes you have Jimmy and Joes who just show up. And shout-out to the Panthers for it's the showing will. up. To win, absolutely, the will to win. That, that's that's what that's what man. you saw on Friday night at TC Britton Field. You saw the will to win. You got a team that a lot of people feel like can contend with Central and Auburn in this region. Yeah, and you and Opelika, and you saw Smith Station not only go toe to toe with them, but trade body blows with them when Prattville came back and Smith Station was able to pull back ahead. The defense held strong, and then the offense got that touchdown to put it away late. I'm telling you, it's you know, I don't like you said, I don't know where it goes from here because once again, that region in seven A is a murderer's row. Okay. Man, isn't but, it? But you know, there's something to be said for a win like this that can be a game changer, a season changer. I absolutely agree. And I think not only just a season changer, Jack, but it's a culture definer. This yep. is what you this is what you preach to the kids all offseason. This is what you preach to them first couple of weeks. And they got beat up in those first two weeks against two very, very good teams. Mm-hmm. We think LaGrange is gonna go deep in the playoffs. Central may be back in Auburn competing for a blue map. And they, you know, credit to them. They got shut out against Central. They got they had the lead for a little bit against LaGrange, and then LaGrange turned it up. Coach Glisson was talking about finishing. They mm-hmm. finished the job last week. Congratulations to Smith Station. Absolutely. Just a job well done. And that madness. was just the beginning of it. That was the <laughs> beginning of the madness. So let's focus to week four now. Yeah. So, you know, we still got some non-region games, mm-hmm. but we're starting to turn into region play, and we got some big-time matchups this week. We'll start on Thursday night. The Grange Grangers hosting Ups and Leagues, a non-region matchup. It's a game that LaGrange won pretty handily last week. And, I mean, last year, rather. Mm-hmm. And – 
talk about Lagrange. You know, we, we saw them play. You know, with that big win over Smith Station, right? And the big win over Hardaway earlier this year. So another opportunity against a pretty good Upson Lee team to kind of get some more reps as they get ready to go into the, their own murderers row in Class Four A. And they need all the momentum they can get when they head into that region as well. I mean, co- uh, shout out to head coach Matt Napier and the Napier family can just coach football, y'all. Uh-huh. Um, one thing that about we've noticed about the Grangers is that this year. Even in the preseason, they looked smooth, they looked efficient, they looked explosive. So at this point now, how can they keep it up? Because let's also be honest, Upson Lee is also a different class of uh, competition this year. So I think LaGrange, if they can prove to us that they're yet again on this upward trajectory, who knows how far they can go in this season. But what's really impressed me about that them, Jack, is while it, t- it may take them a little while to, to get going and get their momentum, once their momentum is full throttle, good luck keeping up. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Like, it's hard. It is really hard to keep up. You want you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me a little bit of the old Callaway teams. You remember that Matt Napier was the offensive coordinator That's for right. those Callaway teams. Right. And, it, you know, a lot of it is, you know, once they get going, it's like trying to sh- shut off a fire hose. And it's not easy. And it's going to hurt to try and stop that. And it remind this LaGrange offense is starting to remind me of those teams. And That's scary. That should frighten he, everybody in class. Coach Napier was there when Tank Bigsby was there. Yep. So he was and the, Braylon Sanders and Terry Godwin. So D one talent. All these guys that you hear of coming from Callaway, Coach Napier was the offensive coordinator when he was when they were there. And let's remind people that these are guys who weren't just on the roster. These were difference makers on mm-hmm. the roster. Tank. I mean, got Terry Godwin had that had ridiculous catches. Braylon Sanders was one of the most dangerous and fastest weapons at Ole Miss, and that's saying something in a Lane Kiffin offense. Mm-hmm. So I think, would you not be surprised if we start seeing some Power Five D one talent come out of Lagrange High? It should be already. So, like, you got guys like Jalen Brown, the quarterback, who is just a unit. Right? <laughs> like, it shouldn't be fair for a guy that big and that to be that athletic. And. I, you know, it's not fair to him because a guy like Teo Todd and what Teo's doing in the offense on the offensive side of the ball is going to take up a lot of air. But you're right, Jalen is a, a unit is the best way to describe exactly. him. Just a it's, monster. It's like I said the other week on the prep zone. I do not want to be on the business end of trying to tackle him. <laughs> God bless y'all if you try to tackle him. Like, seriously. So, Jalen Brown's a dude. A.J. Tucker, a name we've said for years, years. on the prep zone. Right. He is still doing incredible things. Another guy that you want to watch out for, Malachi Phantom Render. He was a freshman last year, kind of making a name for himself. Sophomore this year. Right. And he uh, he scored the last time we had him on. I think it was two weeks ago against North uh, Northside. And he's he is going to be a problem because dude is – he reminds me a lot of Darren Sproles. Oh wow! He is—he's small, but he's fast. So that—that'll be really interesting to see the, that those kind of weapons too, and because they're all different, mm-hmm. it's dangerous to give a guy like Matt Napier. Exactly. All right. Well, it what is, else we got on this late? It is very, very different to see a Lagrange team like that. But I—is a Matt Napier traditional offense, <laughs> and that should frighten everybody in Class Four A. It's a Big Twelve type offense, y'all. Let's go to Friday. Uh, the Northside rivalry wrecks a yes, rivalry I hold near and dear to my heart. <laughs> the Northside Patriots taking on the Shaw Raiders at Kinnett Stadium. Shaw coming off of their first loss of the yeah. year. Northside also coming off of their first loss of the year. But both of these teams have looked impressive at times at the early part of this season. If you like running the football, if you like running backs, you're going to love this game. Mm-hmm. I think Shaw, once again, going above and beyond any expectations we have for them. I mean... Still playing with a heavy heart, but playing with incredible determination and drive. So impressed with Jalen Bass. I mean, he is yes. the battering ram for that offense. Another quarterback I don't want to be on the business <laughs> in the tackling. And um, the other, the other on the north side side. 
I mean, with the Patriots, it, it starts and ends with Malachi Hosley. He is the whole dang show. He is, you know, one of a kind over there. For those of you wrestling fans, hopefully you I'm got a, that. I'm going to say just all the RVD. <laughs> He's RVD, man. But um, I think at this point, too, with Northside, Malachi Hosley has, is playing up to his ap- absolute potential. And he's doing not to play at different levels because of your competition. He's leading class 5A I'm going right to say he's leading class 5A, 5A like four, four different, different categories. categories. Um, it is, it's, it's impressive to watch him play. It's impressive to watch him do what he does. Uh, I'm just trying to bring up the the stats that he's leading everybody in. Um, Which it is, is rushing yards, rushing TDs, total touchdowns, and total points. So And it's week, it, we're going to week, week four. four. So, and remember, Northside didn't play a week. No. So what is great about Malachi is, I think it's also a credit to his offensive line and mm-hmm. the blocking and the scheme. Malachi can do a lot of great things. He can change direction. He's elusive. He's powerful. He's fast. But that doesn't happen unless you have guys committed to the run. Well, not only that, but it's this entire offense. We've mm-hmm. seen we've seen it grow and grow and grow. Right. Year three under coach Andrew Orpeza, and you can see it paying dividends now. And I th- that's what's great about it is that they finally understand the rhythm. They're not thinking anymore. They're just doing if there is a weakness to Northside, it may be in their passing game. I'm saying it may be just because Malachi Hosley is like, it's going to one. Stop him. And it's the same with Shaw. We're going to run the ball. Now stop it. That's not easy on either side of the ball. So mm-hmm. it could be a two-hour game if we're going to run the ball yep. this much. But I think like it, you, the battle of the Northside, the clash of Kinnett, what we're going to figure, well, maybe because clash of the castle just happened. So clash of Kinnett. Just all the wrestling. All the, I tonight. am on a wrestling. I'm on one with wrestling. But I think it's going to be a great test. I, you take whatever you take away from this game, technically a non-region game, but you both both of these schools are on the north side. So something has to give. It's bragging rights. It's bragging rights. As we've said before, proximity sometimes and, breed hostility. And let's, just, and let's just be honest here is that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe at the start of the rivalry when I was at Shaw, yeah. you know, it was all Shaw. But in recent years, it's been all Northside. All Northside. It really has. Northside has really turned things around out there. Coach, shout out to Coach Oropesa, what he's done instilling the culture there. And so shout out to Blair Harrison. I mean, he's had to you know, really step up Both as a leader. Both of these teams have had really good starts to the season. I think this is a game, too, that can set them up great for their both of their respective regions. Because, yep. I mean, look, you, life in 5A, when we heard Northside's going to 5A, we're like, yikes, that's that's going to be a tough transition. But, they listen, they, they, they have dudes now. They, they have survived and thrived. And their their defense on for Northside is outstanding. Swarming causes pressure, causes havoc. I mean, it, it's really incredible to see. It, both of these teams, but I think Northside's a little ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. becoming more of a complete team. So exactly. I'm really excited to see what the future is. Can't wait to see this matchup. It's always a fun time at Connect Stadium when these two teams match up. Friday night shapes up to be no different. How is the trash talking on the north side of Columbus when this game comes around? Always elite. Always <laughs> elite. Always. Love it. It's just, once again, proximity breeds hostility. Let's have some fun on Friday, y'all. Exactly. So let's go keep going down here. Carver going on the road for in their first region test, taking on Northeast of Macon. Okay. And, man, oh, man, we've, we've seen Carver look tremendously good in the second half. In the second half. And I think, ironically, it's, I've, it's always the half that I'm not there sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, of course, with all the work that we've done within the trenches, this team has been laser-focused on what they want. I, and I think – I don't know too much about the Macon area schools – but with Carver, I, you're starting to find guys who develop that identity, who understand, like, you know, Jamari Riley is becoming that guy outside of Flip. Uh, he learned a lot from Flip. A lot of guys like Scoot and uh, uh, Mike Juan Merriweather and Darren Reed all living up to that potential. 
And if it takes a little longer to get going, sure, but you got to start from the jump. And I think mm-hmm. that's one. You got to establish a tone. Especially a with a team like Northeast. Northeast, right. you know, for those of you who don't follow the making area schools like that, you know, Northeast is typically one of the better schools inside the city of Macon. Okay, gotcha. It's usually Northeast and the Southwest. Uh-huh. So those are usually the two um, better teams in, that's in, that, in the city. So Northeast is – and they've been a team that's made the playoffs and made some noise in the playoffs. Gotcha. So it's not this won't be a pushover. Now, I'm not saying that Carver's played pushovers. No. Because you know Hardaway was a playoff team last year. Spencer looked really, really good out of week one. Exactly. So they haven't played pushovers, but I don't know if you can get away with a slow start in the first half again. Right. And I setting the tone early for what a Carver team wants to do. Especially on the road. Especially on the road. Because this is their first time going outside the city limits of Columbus. And this will be a great test to see where they're at. Great test to see where they're at. Absolutely. But as we know, a coach Pierre Coffee team's going to be ready. Exactly. So so uh now speaking of teams that who have had slow starts, yeah. We gotta talk about the Callaway Cavaliers Rex. Oh and three on the season so far, right? I don't know if that's happened in my ten years covering high school football here. Let's be fair. They've played, played dudes. <laughs> they play Opelika, Cedartown, and True. So for everyone at home to really break that down, Opelika is top ten team in seven eight. Top ten team in seven eight. Roman Gagliano came back from the pe- uh, the Manning camp and looks outstanding. Mm-hmm. Cedartown is where Nick Chubb went to school. Yep, and th- people forget Cedartown is a team that nearly beat Carver in the Final Four at Memorial Stadium in the playoffs last wasn't year. Wasn't it like 22-21 to 21 and Flip it, had to go on a crazy run? If it wasn't Flip breaking off a massive run and DJ Riles throwing caution to the wind to get the two-point <laughs> conversion, Cedartown is the one playing BC for the state title last year. And the tail Todd experience is running over everybody mm-hmm. right now. So Callaway... Again, I, I guess Clemson and Bama weren't available. But, I mean, you know, I think there is so much talent down there. Deshaun, I'm getting your name right this time. Deshaun Coleman is a good quarterback. Yep. There, there is a ton of talent in Callaway. So, the good news about non-region play, it doesn't really matter for the playoffs. Exactly. The bad thing about non-region play, if you come out looking like this people are going to start writing you off. Exactly. And I see so many people slamming the panic button Pump Relax. the brakes. Like Pump the air the brakes. Like Aaron Rodgers a couple years ago in the NFL. Relax. Pump the brakes. We'll be we'll be fine. You'll be good. You'll be good. You have the good news is you have good talent. You have smart kids, kids who understand the brand, kids who want to play well for the brand, and the kids who have success in the brand. Not to mention you got coaches there who have been there and done it. For years. Like Coach Wiggins has coached some of the best talent and, in college football. And relax. And something to be not understated here is that that coaching staff, you know, granted there's a piece here and there who they have to replace. Yeah. But the core of that coaching staff has been together for nearly 20 years at that school. They've established – Callaway football is that coaching staff. It's Coach Wiggins and all those assistants who have been there. That is Callaway football. If this was a young coach, I would be worried because this thing can go off the rails. Callaway's not going 0-10, y'all. Exactly. That, that's not happening. If anything – this could be one of the greatest runs. I don't think runs. they go 0-4 here. Absolutely. I think this could be one of the greatest runs towards the playoffs because I think this is a playoff team mm-hmm. that they could have. Because you look back, guys, we lost to Opelika by one. Yep. That means something because Opelika is our in our game of the week. Sorry to toss ahead a little bit. Opelika is a really good team. Mm-hmm. Troop may go deep in the playoffs, and Cedartown is... Ble- Cedartown is going gonna to fight for the state championship. I mean, Cedartown is Cedartown. Like, that's what it is. So... These these kids have been through the gauntlet. You've survived. You've learned. 
Now, as you get to the region, this is a team I don't want any part of in two-way right now. Exactly. And one more non-region game is the Portwood Classic taking on Her County. It's always a fantastic time at Callaway Stadium when these so two So now teams you have a rivalry to play for and a trophy to play for. Exactly. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an electric atmosphere at Callaway Stadium once again as these two teams meet up. And I think this is a get-right game for Callaway. And what better get-right game than a rivalry game mm-hmm. and you take home some hardware? Exactly. I, I believe in Coach Wiggins. I believe in that staff. You, we may be a little biased just because we we're, you know we got along well with that staff. But at, overall, you recognize good coaching. And Coach Wiggins is one of the good ones. Absolutely. So a lot of great a lot of fun's gonna be had. And at we just Cal- talked about Georgia Georgia teams right now, haven't mm-hmm. we? <laughs> well, we got a couple. We got one more Georgia game that we got to get to. And as my list just goes crazy, but let's go down to one A Rex. Yeah, I got you. Talking Slide County. Uh huh. So coming off of their first loss of the season, they were ranked number one in the state. Yep. Going up against tenth ranked Early County, mm-hmm. and came away. They fell short by two. By two. So. Again, any given Friday, anyone can be beat. Exactly. I think one thing, it was a great interview that you got with Darren Alford, is that he wanted the guys to turn off the noise. Mm-hmm. If it's not helping the team and it's not helping the mission, turn off the noise. Exactly. This is maybe a, this is a, this is a prime example. Wake up. A good wake-up call, and I'd rather have this wake-up call in week three than week one of the playoffs. Exactly. Jay Kanazawa was a baller. Yep, there so is, is Jalua Solomon. And so is Jalua Solomon. And you got to remember, Sly County did not have Zayden Walker last week either. So without Zayden Walker, especially in the 1A ranks, when you lose an impact player like that, that's a big mountain mm-hmm. to climb. That's that's losing a lot right there because a lot of that offense, a lot of that defense, it revolves around them. But Jay's a good quarterback. Yes, he is. He's one of the most talented regardless of, of classification. And I think with Sly coming in, this is a get-right game. And Darren Alford... It's proof. Like, look, you can be beat. Number one ranking was great, but you can be beat. Turn mm-hmm. off the noise. And go look, to go to Early County, a, a, a community that loves this football as well, it's going to be tough either way. Exactly. And speaking of get-right game, another is a tough opponent, Blackley County. Yep. A perennial t- um, power. Whenever you talk about what, Elite 8 or Sweet 16? You're always talking about them Royals. Right. You're, you're going to run into them or you're going to see them down exactly. the line. Exactly. So this is a good get white game. If you can get a win here against a team that is always making noise in the playoffs come November, that is huge for Sly County. And Ellaville is not an easy place to play in on Friday. Nope. So it's one of those things, like, again, for everyone back home, kind of behind the scenes. Jack and I wish we could go all these games regardless of location, but because of proximity, we got to be back to the station in time. Mm-hmm. That's I love, one of those games I would love to go Right? For. I would love to go out to Ellaville and cover this game front to finish, but, you know, it is it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I think, though, the Wildcats at home, always tough to beat. Absolutely. So uh, it's going to be a good test, a good Test against Blackley County. And I think Jay Kanazawa and all of them boys bounce back in a, in a great way. And much needed. Much needed, absolutely, because you can't afford to slip now. So you asked me to tri- cross the river to Alabama Rex. Absolutely. I will acquiesce. Thank we you. We start in Class 7A. The Auburn Tigers still undefeated, still beating the brakes off of seemingly everybody. Everyone. And the Jeff Davis Volunteers get to go to the duck. Uh, the Jeff Davis Volunteers are getting a good dose of East Alabama High School football, aren't they? After mm-hmm. getting beat up by Opelika, I think Auburn does the exact same. But what Auburn is doing, um, as, as while Central is the number one team in the state, Auburn is staying close to them. Uh, and, yeah, there's a lot to be said about a two-quarterback system. The thing is, though, Clyde Pittman and Davis Harson are very, very good together, and they both do pretty much the same thing. I mean, it was— They're both really freaking good. And it's it was funny because the what, last game, 
I forgot who they played. Um, golly, it's been. It seemed, it Did they play like, Enterprise? Yeah, no, Enterprise was was at Central. Uh, crap. Um, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, Dothan. They played Dothan. Yeah. Davis throws a fifty-five yard touchdown. Uh, Clive has a sixty yarder, and then mm-hmm. they go back and forth. So again, explosive offense, and you have to prepare for both of them. And you have to prepare for both of them. That's a lot of film to prepare for. Coach Keith Etheridge, I saw him say it, in, and I posted it on Twitter. He wants to lead this team, and he wants this team to make history on the plains. He wants to be the first. This he wants this team to be the first team to put a blue map in there for in the in the Auburn High Trophy case. Everyone is going to bring up what happened against Thompson. Mm-hmm. It happened, but that mom, that window is still very much there. Yeah, it's very much open. They are so dangerous on both sides of the ball, too, Jack. It's really ridiculous to see. Jeff Davis, hold on. Again, anything can happen on a Friday night, yep. but there's a lot of there's a lot of reason that the Tigers are set up for success with both Clyde and Davis Harrison throwing there's the ball. There's a reason why they're number two. Right there, right behind the Central Red Devils. Mm-hmm. Can't, wait for, can't wait for that showdown. Crazy. Uh, stay, keep it at um, 6-8 now. You follow Tigers. We saw them knock off Headland last week. Right, on the Looked road. Looked really good. They got a tough test on the road at Greenville. And you follow falling behind a couple scores to, to fight back. Jarrell Jernigan, all over what that. What did you say on Friday night? A Jarrell Jernigan team will not will not hesitate to punch you in the mouth. And they and they absolutely did. And they won't back down. They won't back down. Jarrell Jernigan has been to the highest level of football in, in the NFL. And won there. And won there. And I one thing that I picked up, he had several leg surgeries, which kind of shortened his career. But he's a guy who's always had to fight back. A guy who understands winning. So happy. The first black head coach over there at Ufala High School. Tremendous amount of success. They needed a guy to understand the culture immediately. Mm-hmm. Akin to like, you know, Jimbo Jimbo being hired at Texas A&M or for the, all the positive reasons, Coach Ogeron getting the LSU job. Yep. Like, it's all the stuff that he understands the culture and he loves this school. Mm-hmm. The kids are responding and that's crazy. Exactly. And it's huge. You, we're talking about a kid, you know, I say a kid, he's not a kid anymore. A young man. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I remember watching him in his playing days at Troy, you know, lighting the Sun Belt up and then going to play for the Oh, time. yeah. yeah Jarrell Jernigan made the Fun Belt the Fun Belt. Like, seriously. So, like, this is a man who's been here and done that. So... And so when you have that and you have that and he's a hometown kid, I'm like, I did it starting here. Mm-hmm. You can do it too. Absolutely. And he's a guy who has a massive chip on his shoulder and mm-hmm. it's still there. He wanted to go to Auburn, went to Troy and just became like one of the best players in that conference history, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I think with you follow I'm really excited to see how far they can go in 6A. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see how they can I'm pumped do. to see what they can do. Now, do they have some slow starts? Yes. Do they, Are they running in some growing pains? Absolutely. Head, but Headland, though, showed to be a really tough environment. But 6A is also loaded. Yeah, so absolutely. We'll see what happens down there with the Tigers. So, we got to talk about this next team. Yeah. The Beauregard Hornets. 3-0. Undefeated Beauregard Hornets. Hornets. The blueprint is working. Right? Absolutely. So I was about to say, was the last time Beauregard was put held in this regard was when they were making the run to the state title. Yes. What a hugely amazing job that's going down in Beauregard. They, they were a guy like, again, a lot of their stuff that we're saying at media days could have just been coach speak, mm-hmm. you know, the culture, understanding the culture, understanding the standard they're living it now and they're lighting it up. I'm that Valley game. Now, 40-yard bombs, 50-yard bombs are now routine and expected. That's scary. Like, I walked into the stadium, and, <laughs> and I'm running as fast as I can to get down to field level. Showing and that 4-4 four, four speed. a boy. 
Man, <laughs> I haven't had four four speed since I was at Four Valley. Okay? <laughs> he still got it, baby. No, I do not. <laughs> okay, but you know, maybe my Shaw Tennis days, but not now. <laughs> but um, and AJ Wallace is just launching dimes from like the other side of the parking lot. It's ridiculous. I'm I'm happy for a community that's been through so much mm-hmm. with tornadoes and natural disasters. Now they can root for something on a Friday night. You're sharing the same city limits as Opelika High School. That's really tough. But it's working. So stick to the plan. Stick to, excuse me, ex- stick to the blueprint. Things are working out. Who they got this week? They got Tallahassee this week. Tallahassee is another team that's always been really well known to do well. Exactly. So, uh, so not uh, an easy one, but you get it at home. That helps. That helps a lot. And I think Hornet Save is going to be live on Friday night. So, But it's just something about this team. Like, you know, just seeing it firsthand last week, you know, seeing them not be afraid to throw the ball deep. You know, the running the run game was well working well too. And then not being afraid to, you know, throw a wrinkle in there. The fake field goal as time expired in the first half. That's so dope. That is like that that when we saw that highlight, I I didn't expect that at all. I didn't expect it either, and I was shooting it. Yeah, that's I looked fair. up what like where's the ball? Uh, like, nope. The way he's celebrating in the end zone. That's awesome. And I think having that that moxie is going to carry them so far. There's there there is a swagger with this team that I have not seen in a long time. And when I say a long time, I'm talking about when little Damian Webb was running these sidelines. You know, running really for, like it's different, man. All right, it's different. Down I'm not. Down the guard. I'm, I'm not telling you that Borgar is going to run to a five A state championship, but I am telling you that this is a playoff team. Well, there you go. That, that's amazing to hear from the Beauregard this, community. This is a playoff team. If they keep going like they are right now, this is a playoff team. Let's see how far the blueprint takes them. That's going to be really amazing to see. So I can't wait to see what they do. I think they come out on top this week against Tallahassee. Another big matchup for Absolutely. them. I think it's 4-0 for the Hornets this week. Well, let's go Beauregard. So let's go to 2, 2A, the Lynette yep. Panthers back in action. They have not been back in action since that game against Valley. Man, Valley though is another team that we're over that may have been overlooked. Valley doing incredible things like passing the ball very well, mm-hmm. but Lynette still a young team. And now they got to face off with Holly Home, a team they've had multiple battles with over the last few years in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a region game now. So if anything, Coach Story has more reasons for them to get to get them ready. They're also dealing again with their own heartbreak, losing losing an offensive line coach and Coach White. Marcus White, I just said, from all accounts, Coach Story is a man who doesn't get speechless a lot. That left him speechless, and he's heartbroken. They're doing something to honor him, and I think that's really important for that community to take time to mourn and to grieve. But one thing that they have always said is one step at a time. Exactly. You need to move forward at one step at a time because the season's not going to stop. Yes, and, you know, unfortunately, this team, this school has had – Unfortunately, a lot of practice dealing with this. This and, school has yeah. gone through a lot over the last few years. Yeah, lose. Unfortunately, dealing with death of a close someone close to you is is something they're familiar with. And you know, Lynette Strong is is, a is thing. not is not a mon- is not just a catchy catchphrase. No, yeah, they, they live it. And Coach Story is, I think, the right man to to lead this very young team mm-hmm. on how to get through. And Coach White was a guy who made it to the NFL, made it to the Titans. And, you know, coached at multiple D1 schools. Exactly. The fact that he ended up and believed in what Coach Story was doing at Lynette. It says a lot about that program. Exactly. So you you rely on that. You mm-hmm. lean on the character and the leadership that you have in that community. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm saying that they have the right leaders in place. And with a lot of prayer and a lot of faith, they and can they've got a, And, you know, going back on field, like, they've got a, 
they've got a good nucleus of talent. They really do. A good like, quarterback, really great running back. Just really just trying to put it all together right now. And when they do, they'll be scared. As they always are in Lynette. Exactly. But you're trying to do that while mourning the loss of a great coach at 40 years old. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes tough, man. It, it is tough, but sometimes that is also a your greatest motivator. It, it, it definitely can be. Play to honor him. Play to honor the family. And one thing I, I will say about Lynette, and Coach Story brought this up, why he hasn't left Lynette. Because he's been good enough to go to other schools. Absolutely. Um, it's a family there. Exactly. They, they really reflect that. So they'll be there. And you see it And you see it every Friday night when you go to Morgan Washburn Stadium. You see, it's, it's a great environment, isn't it? Yes. It's one of the better environments in our area. I love it. I love yeah, it. So like good it, luck to the it's, Panthers. It's, it's a different place. I love it. And I love it. I love it for it. It's one of my favorite places to go. So definitely, you know, wishing the Panthers well as they take uh-huh. on Holland home this week. And then, my oh my, let's go to the AISA. The Lee Scott Warriors are back <laughs> in action. We haven't seen them in a couple weeks. Right. But. Undefeated Lee Scott, right? Yeah. Wow. And this is a Lee Scott team that. We got to kind of keep our eye on now. So Glenwood has kind of been the representation for a long time. Credit to Coach Jason Gibson. Mm-hmm. And also credit to Ryan Nelson for what he's doing down there. But at least Scott Warriors are here, y'all. They, I would not be surprised in Montgomery if they compete for a state title down there. Because they're playing, as we've mentioned, other teams with Moxie and Swagger. This is a team, you go to Chambers and win 33 to nothing. That I mean, and that's a team in Chambers that's going to do well in that in their, in what, Class 2A. Mm-hmm. Class 3A is on alert now. So I'm really excited to see what they can do. Um, man, who they got this week again? They got Morgan Academy this week. Okay. So it's a, a Morgan Academy is normally a team that, you know, gives teams a fight. Like, they don't go down easily. Right. So it won't be easy, especially on the road. Right. But this is a Lee Scott team that, you know, a word that we haven't used with Lee, a Lee Scott offense. Sure. Explosive. Buster Daniel. That's exactly what that it's is. Exactly what it is. Wow. But we have You're yeah. right. We have not really said explosive offenses with the Warriors in a long time. Exactly. But Mr. Daniel takes over, and here they are. Exactly. It took a couple years. Right. But they are here now. So them dropping 30-plus points was a rare thing back in the day. We we haven't – probably since my, the early days of me working on the prep zone. Gotcha. Okay? And it's different. It is really different to see this team be able not just – Run it well, but throw it well, too. So a complete offense, multiple-dimensional offense. That's mm-hmm. going to be really exciting to see. Because a lot of teams will just key in on the run game when they play Lee Scott. Right. You can't do that anymore. So now the game, the, the book's wide open. Mm-hmm. This is the path. I think this could be the move for, for Buster Daniel. Like, okay, now we can make a run at Montgomery for real. Absolutely. This is a team that you're definitely going to have to keep your eye on all season long. Ooh, that's going to be fun when Glenwood and them match up, isn't it? <sighs> <It's> just, <laughs> so much fun. That's a, that's a potential for game of the week right there in the Absolutely. AISA. Speaking of game of the week, Rex. Yes, sir. Let's go to our game of the week. It is a region matchup in Class 7A. Something has to give. Someone's going to lose on Friday night. Central and Opelika at Bulldog Stadium. <sighs> wow. Wow, that's really all I can say. Another, it seems like every week, and now for Opelika as well, you're preparing for a top 10 matchup. Welcome to life in like SEC of the of high school. Yeah, I mean, essentially that's where it is. Central's, the one unique thing I've, I've noticed about Central this year, offensively has been their, their um, you know, their calling card for the past two years. All credit to their defense. But, you know, with Caleb Nix there, with um, you guys like EJ and... Justin Ross and Jackson Meeks. My gosh, these are dudes, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You look at this team now. There are two All-Americans on the defensive side of the ball at different levels. Uh, Tamari on TJ Parker and A.J. Harris. 
Both of them, four, one's a four-star, one's a five-star. AJ pretty much jumped out of the building for a pick six. If you haven't seen it on the prep zone, please do, because it is the most ridiculous thing I've seen. It's on the website right now. It's like, You know, and there are times you're like, why does Kirby Smart want up? There it is. Found it. And just a quick tangent, but you see what Kirby has done with guys. You look at Malachi Starks in that game against yeah. Oregon. That might be A.J. Harris next year. Which is wild. Which is absolutely wild. So you're seeing that kind of talent on the field. And Tamarion is a is an absolute game wrecker. If he gets a, if he gets half an inch on you, it's it's, it's ball over. game. It's ball game. So that's what we saw with Enterprise. It was suffocating. It was there. It was rare for Enterprise to get across the fifty when yep. I was covering them. Now, this is going to be such a cool test because Roman Gagliano is on a different level now. Mm-hmm. Even Coach Speakman was like, "Look, he used to just be raw power." And you can't necessarily throw a 101-mile-an-hour fastball on a slant route because then no one can catch it. Now he has touch. Mm-hmm. Now he has accuracy. Now he's precise. And now he has the... It's PG show, Rex. He has the courage to, <laughs> to throw risky passes. That, that matchup, I can't wait to see. I'd like ESPN. I don't run programming. This would be a fun one to put it on TV. But... Um, I think this is going to be the greatest test for both of them. Yes. You need to hurry up Roman Gagliano and, you know, obviously look out for number four. We talk about AJ Harris and Parker a lot. They're not the only guys there. There exactly. are so many player makers and on we, the defense. And on the same same thing is that we talk a lot about Roman, but, you know, this is going to be a game to where the surround the supporting cast for Opelika is going to have to step up too. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm looking out for Tay Gay because even though he's listed as a linebacker, Coach Speakman's like, look, he's, our, he's if he's one of the best players on the field, I'm getting in the ball. Mm-hmm. And to, for him to catch the two-point conversion, which, again, Tay, got your name right, um, it, for him to step up in that, in that moment is huge for a, a leader like that. So... And I feel like a game like that for Opelika, where they trailed the majority of the game. Right. Central, don't don't sleep on this team now. Exactly. Even, even if you're up 21 to 7. You can't don't. let your foot off the gas. Foot on the gas, foot on And the same thing with Opelika. If you are in the lead, do not let up. No. Because we, while the signature of this team is on defense, wide receivers like Jet Wiley are tremendous. Mm-hmm. A tremendous young talent. I have to remember that there was a play. I don't think it was Jet, but it was another young man. Coach Nix just called a timeout as they snapped the ball. But Epps just wanted to throw it up. This guy mossed the defender mm-hmm. over his head, came down one foot. We're like, and it came right. And you know the moments where it comes right to your camera? Yep. I was like, this play doesn't mean anything, but it looks cool. Dang, man. We'll and use it as a highlight somewhere. We'll use it as a highlight, but they are dangerous on all sides of the field. Yes, I think Jalen, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Epps is one of those guys. Jalen Epps? Jalen Epps. He's one of those guys. He, he's not as a- accurate as Caleb Nix, maybe. But he's yet. still a ve- yet. That's the that's the thing. He's not Caleb Nix yet, but he's his own dangerous quarterback. Great with his feet. He is lethal with his feet. Lethal with his feet. And you saw it against Hewitt Trustful that he's not. He can make good passes, and he's smart enough to take off when he has to. Exactly. He's not. He's not somebody that's going to force something. Right. And I think that that kind of awareness is so incredibly important. And that's the same with Roman. Exactly. Who, like you're gonna, the I'm, quarterback matchup is highly underrated. The quarterback matchup, you know that Opelika is always going to have a good defense. You know that Central has this out of world defense too. I have no idea what's going to happen Friday night. Neither I have to be I. honest. And Neither do I. Central, we talked to Jet and we talked to Coach Nix. Like, look, yes, we're the number one team in the state. This is what comes with it. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to be the guy to take down. Yeah, you got to take everybody's best shot. And then, <laughs> especially in our area, when you just saw what Smith Station did. And what's then. also crazy is that. 
this would be the game that maybe you win and then you can kind of coast for the next two weeks? No. No. Central ha- still has Auburn and IMG on the on the schedule. Mm-hmm. And the rest of yeah, seven. Yeah, IMG is like in a couple weeks. Wild. It's just wild. So I, I think, again, this team, whoever comes out of 7-8 and wins the blue mat, you have earned it. Mm-hmm. I think whoever comes out of that region is winning the blue mat. I mean, no, all it. the respect in the world to Thompson. And Hoover. And Hoover. But okay. this, I think the blue map comes to this side of the state. But I just don't, you know, I just don't know how you survive this. And, you know. Is it like a Big 12 thing where you cannibalize each other and just limp towards the playoffs? I don't think so. Okay. I think it's more like an SEC West thing. Right. Where. Iron sharpens iron the entire way. Exactly. Because these teams are going to get better for playing each other. Like, Central's going to get better for playing Opelika. Opelika's going to get better for playing playing Central. Same deal when they both of these teams play Auburn. Same deal when both of these teams play a team like Enterprise, a team like Prattville. Now a team like Smiths, who, uh-huh. who, who's on a new mission. A team like Dothan. All these teams are good in this region. People for, still forget. Lee Montgomery's still in this region, too. <laughs> they can ball. They can really ball. So. Yeah, that was a Final Four team a couple years ago. Yeah. So, if you want to play, if you want to be a big-time player in big-time games, you're in 7A. Mm-hmm. This is exactly the stage that you want to be on. I, I know that a lot of people were saying, like, you know, could these players really handle this situation? And they have. And I think Central, the answer abs- is yes. Central absolutely has. That defense is something special right now. So really excited to see what I can do against Roman. I mean, again, if I could sit at a game, if I could be a fan in a game, if you give me $20 to go to one game this this week, that's one of them. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's gonna be so much fun in Bulldog Stadium. And Bulldog Stadium also, the fans are right on top of you. Yep, it's gonna be a, a it's gonna be a loud house there. Yeah, don't, loud house. I love that. It is the loud house. It's gonna be great, man. It's gonna be a whole lot of fun. And of course, you can catch highlights of so many of the games that we've talked about on the prep zone Friday night, 11 15, 10 15 Central, right, right. here on News 3. We will be live. I don't know, is it you or me this week that's going Going we'll work out those details later. Yeah. Before, One of us is going to be in Opelika on Friday night. Before we sign off, though, I just really want to give a quick shout-out to Jaden Mason, who has been an absolute stud for Calvary Christian. From what from what people are telling us, he has been like amongst the leaders of in rushing in the country. And, of course, time for that prep zone play uh, performance of the week, Malachi Hosley. I mean, the guy has been an absolute out-of-this-world. 25 rushes, 235 yards, and three touchdowns. Leading Class 5A in those categories that we mentioned. When you see Malachi and see those highlights of Malachi, what do you see? A guy who can play on Saturdays? Of course. <laughs> like, there's a reason why he's getting all these offers. He's the whole show, man. He's the whole entire show. Exactly. And when you have a guy like that who not only has the ability, but has the will to win that we've seen, you know, I'll never forget when he called his shot last year. Last yeah, year, he did. I love that. Come back and win, and they did. Like, that's, that's that guy. It's special. That's that guy. And you don't build that. That is, you know, just inherent. And we're going to catch up with, hopefully, with Northside and Calvary later this week as well. But shout out to all the all the amazing young men doing incredible things. Exactly. Shout out to everybody because football around here has just been lit the first month. How much month. fun has this been in the first month of football? Like, it's just been incredible. It's, it's not been a dull moment on a Friday night yet. I love our job, man. I do. We are very, very <laughs> lucky, man. So, but that's going to do it for week four of the Prep Zone preview. As always, we appreciate you for coming, tuning in with us, serving as your high school football preview show. Rex, where can the people find us? Hey, guys, I always appreciate you coming out and checking us out here on WRBL.com. But check us out on 
uh, iHeartRadio on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We have the episodes going up there as well. Jack, we always try to stay active on social media. Where can the people find us there? Especially on a Friday night, you can find us on Twitter at TV at Rex Castillo TV, on Facebook as well, WRBL Jack Patterson, WRBL Rex Castillo. Don't forget News 3 Sports accounts at WRBL Sports on Twitter, WRBL News 3 Sports on Facebook. Rex, take us home. Guys, thank you again so much for joining us. Remember, the Prep Zone presented by Ken Nugent airs on the Night Watch, which starts at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central. Jack and I will take you around the Chattahoochee Valley for some of the best highlights in the area. And we got some good games lined up this week. We'll see you all there. It's going to be great.